Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking to expand or move your company? Look no further than Ohio. With a talented workforce for in-demand industries like tech, healthcare, engineering, manufacturing, and more, you can staff up and scale for growth. Ohio's central location and reliable infrastructure will help you impress your customers, while Ohio's affordable cost of living and quality of life will excite your employees. Why survive somewhere else when your business can thrive in Ohio? Visit successinohio.com today. Dad bod rap pod. We're back. It's 127 degrees in San Jose today. Um, I am wearing a mesh Jamaican tank top for those who are not on Zoom. Uh, my name is Demo Carter, aka Dim One. I am joined on the world's most annoying conference call platform with <laughs> Mr. Nate LeBlanc. How's it going? What's up, guys? I've been talking about this with my wife all week. I say a button up. Short sleeve is cooler than a t-shirt. Love to hear your thoughts on that. Cooler than a t-shirt. Uh, I feel like there's that... more breezeways. There's more. Uh, oh, vent- cooler. Oh, cooler. I was like, Just is for this a direct temperature shot purposes. Dave, or, like, <laughs> <laughs> you taking shots because Dave's not in the room, or we're all we're all living that no AC apartment life right now. So oh, you no, have to man. like be strategic with your windows, your window coverings, and your shirts. That's right. Uh, That's for for those who can't see us on Zoom, Nate has like a white linen flowy thing, like puffy war in. A, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was the one twelve video, yeah. uh, and we're joined by uh, Mister Nothing's Cooler Than a T Shirt, Dave Ma. How's it going? Hey guys, good to be here. I'm going okay. Hot as fuck, dude. I'm a, yeah. a little distracted by your um, shoulders, though, Damon. Thank you. Thank you. The, the lack of definition is really, uh, 
is really startling. They look um, moisturized. Uh, they look moisturized. <laughs> oh. Always, my man. Uh, health and beauty tips at the end of the show. But we are back uh, another episode this week. There's a lot of, like, just weird shit going on, definitely in the world in general. But in the world of rap, there's weird shit going on. Nate was the first to hit me to this. I believe we had a call on Saturday. And he said something, something Doja Cat. And I just, I couldn't, Ooh, I didn't oh. wrap my mind around the full. I had one of those things where I couldn't, on Twitter, I couldn't get to find the it. actual thing she did. I just could see all the memes, jokes, rants, cancellation posts. I could never actually find out what she did. I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on what she did now. Don't but watch it. Wasn't, it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch it. It's bad. It's pretty bad. I've, I've been on this program and, and made the case for Lightly Doja Cat and also Azalea Banks. And Oof. they are both horrible this weekend, man. Uh, <laughs> problematic. <laughs> yeah, super problematic. Um, right. uh, but Doja Cat is like tangentially a rapper, so we won't, we won't stay there too long. Uh, Azalea Banks saying that she screwed Dave Chappelle? Right, right. I, I need that album. I want that. <laughs> I want that hip house endeavor. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That was a pretty crazy clip of her saying that. Right? Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. Is it like the Questlove scene uh, in when the? Uh, it's like Dave Chappelle has an Asian wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Tupac skip from Chappelle's show. Oh man. Oh, I wish it, I wish it was that good. No, right. it's, it's 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 just super cringy. Um, she and, looks out of it on the video. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a terrible look for just everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Humanity in general. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, folks have been cooped up for a long time. I get it. You know, Doja Cat's in like KKK chat rooms and shit, doing shit. Azalea Banks is claiming to screw Dave Chappelle, which is a weird flex. Is- I just feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is rich and he's very yeah. buff now. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she just got the dvds or (laughs) she was too young that's true (laughs) is is uh as a quick tangent here i'd love to get you guys thoughts on this is there a correlation between muscular definition and not being funny going back to my (laughs) going back to my shoulders (laughs) (laughs) you're hilarious (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's hard to be buff and funny uh john cena maybe uh the rock Kind of I'm about to, oh, okay, are, okay. Are we like, naming our top five comedians? Yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, can you, can you be funny and buff at the same time? Arnold no, Schwarzenegger totally. was funny in his prime. That's you true. ever seen Pumping Iron? He's destroying that dude. That's true. He, and he is, he is hilarious. Not intentionally funny. <laughs> like, I, I he's mean, like doing an elaborate put on, dude. He's right, like right. He's, he's toying with Lou Ferrigno. I think it's very intentional. Really? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. It definitely is. It definitely is. It's yeah. like a long, it's a long con in a way that I th- I find hilarious. Yeah, really. He's, he's yes. in character and he's in character and he breaks them down mentally slowly and he totally. It's definitely a put on. Twins, okay. kindergarten cop. Yeah, it's tough wow. to be buff and you're, funny, but you're you're claiming the the Schwarzenegger comedy legacy right here. Okay, okay. I'm saying Twins, Schwarzenegger huh? is funny. I think he knows that he's ridiculous and therefore he's funny. Mm-hmm. Also, an ex-governor, just to kind that of that part yeah. not as funny. That was very demoralizing for the state of California. <laughs> <laughs> that was his greatest joke. Yo, Dave Ma, still warm, limber right now, shooting, shooting from three. Um, so 
you know, kind of gossipy shit aside, uh, this is the Dad Bod Rap Pod. We talk about really heavy topics like um, ludicrous last week. I want to circle back on this because, Dave, you noted in your uh, lukewarm defense of ludicrous <laughs> as an MC um, that he was on the punked episode where he was rapping over like absolute garbage. Totally. And, and he, he did it. And somebody tweeted about that. I was like, are they listening to the show? Probably. Oh, interesting. Um, but uh, it did make me think Luda is also the guy who didn't have the good sense to be like, that shit sounds like pots and pans, bro. Like, right. <laughs> like, I was like, that's, that's a great comment for Ludacris and also kind of like, kind of bad. But uh, Did like, you watch it? Did you actually watch the clip? I remember seeing that and feeling like, um, like it wasn't, the beat could have been worse. It could have been like <laughs> right. Totally. Only, like, I've heard worse at some of these sessions. <laughs> totally. I, I've rapped on worse. Uh, <laughs> no, I I feel like only the beats on Insecure are like the ones that really capture what a terrible beat sounds like. Like when uh, this is like a, not this not this season, but when she had the producer dude on there and they would play these oh. like canned beats. Right. Right. I was like, that's perfect television show bad beat music. It's like its own genre. Um, so shout out to- They can't use samples or anything. They have to use like the canned sounds that come with the machine. Right. right. So it's kind of a kind of plinky, although I'm sure Luda would destroy that. Uh, <laughs> that so that was our inaugural episode or uh, inaugural segment of Overrated Underrated. We are back this week to parse over the careers of rap legends um, and decide whether they are overrated or underrated. To review for those of you who might have missed last week, uh, we're going to go through, each of us is going to pick a rapper. We're going to have to choose either over or underrated. There's no kind of in between. There's no properly rated. There's only hyperbole here on the Dad Bod Rap Pod. So uh, Dave, Dave Ma, why don't you kick it off? Who is your overrated, underrated uh, rapper of this week? Okay. Well, uh, my pick this week is going to be producer Ant Banks, who... um, who I think is underrated. I mean, uh, in many ways, he's kind of like the um, West Coast Manny Fresh, where dude crafted oh. a sound for 10 okay. years and more um, before anybody even took notice. I mean, hit the list of people he's worked with, as you guys know, is ridiculous E40, Spice One, um, a million other people, I mean, for, uh, from the area. And he also made a name for himself by straight slanging tapes out of his trunk, you know? Sure. Um, I guess the one uh, the the one setback is that you've heard one Ant Banks beat you've heard them all, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think he's vastly underrated. Uh, okay. He's not brought up uh, enough when you know in the pantheon of producers, and um, I I'm not sure why that is. Maybe because he kind of makes the same beats, but I think I mean when you craft an entire era era's worth of beats, um, you got to get your flowers, man. Okay, okay, you're going Ant Banks underrated. Nate, this is close to your heart. Uh, totally he's, he's <laughs> yeah. totally underrated um he even has some vocal moments on some two short albums i'm not mad at like he's obviously not a rapper like a rapidy rapper but right he can he can uh talk some shit in the studio uh yeah i i love Ann banks i think i think the to so i'm saying underrated but dave i think to your point that we have like bay area exceptionalism like we know about things and like studied things that people outside of this region don't care about and like mm-hmm. i would i want to say like um rick rock is similar mm. it's like in oh, the hyphy okay. era rick sure. rock was totally inescapable like a huge architect of the sound and like people are out there 
like saying Lil John is the best crunk or hyphy producer, but it's like Rick Rock has like 300 songs and right, right. Lil John has the one that went, you know, huge because of the kind of call and response and E40 like putting all the responses. The song I'm talking about is Tell Me When to Go, obviously. Um, <laughs> that'll be the, the defining hyphy song for people who are not from around here, but there's right. so many other ones that just like Rick Rock's beats sound like they're like, a, a quarry and like the slabs of granite are like smashing mm-hmm. together. Like right. he's such a good producer in those sonic terms. Um, and so I just think they're the Bay area is quirky and people don't really tend to get it if they're not from around here. And I've read various things that like, there's, there's a lot of Bay area hip hop fans in like Seattle and Kansas city sure. and these other markets right. where like right. it makes it viable to be a Bay area rapper from a financial standpoint. Cause you mm-hmm. can do your like circuit, tours kind of but not new york not not atlanta really back in the day not you know other places so interesting kind of um quirk of our our fandom and how we grew up i think i just want one east coast dude to bring up ann banks one time totally yes exactly (laughs) exactly yes rizzo Uh, yes you know yeah yeah yeah. i think that was a shot at call out culture um (laughs) And Banks, I'm, I guess we're going triple triple cherries here. Uh, right. I, I will also say underrated. Um, the architect of the sound that came before Hyphy. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ant Banks was the person who kind of laid that template of what mob music eventually became and a lot of, a lot of cats ran with. Um, and I feel like, uh, you know, the whole kind of too short, dangerous music, kind mm-hmm. of era and thing is probably an underrated kind of era to, to Nate's point. I think uh, if you know, you know, and if you don't, um, Too Short is kind of at the top of the the hill in terms of all that music, but there there was something there. Uh, and so, yeah, I would I would definitely agree. Ant Banks, underrated, would be interesting to get him on the show. I'm putting it, I'm putting out that energy. Oh man. Into the ether. Speaking that to the into bank. existence. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, Nate LeBlanc, do you have a overrated, underrated you'd like to share with the group? I have one I don't feel strongly about. I more just want to hear what you guys say. And then can we come back to me at the end so I could just riff off what you guys are saying? Uh, oh, okay. Okay. And that, that is the game. <laughs> the game. How do we feel about the uh, game? Not, not the Michael Douglas movie, the, right, uh, right, 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 the, the right. LA rapper. Demond, uh, you go first, cause <laughs> because of my cats. Uh, I'm so yeah. because of your tank top. Oh, ouch, ouch! I walked. I'm still into thinking that. of Nate's uh, trick daddy from last week. So yeah. <laughs> formulating my answer. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna start with the game. Um, to a certain age demographic, uh, the game is a really big deal. I had a conversation with the cat at my job who's maybe 25 26 and he he had game in his top five and i was just like mm. whoa word and he and he <laughs> he you know not that i agreed but he kind of had a a really eloquent kind of like hey you know when i was whatever a teenager this was like kendrick lamar to us this was like right you know and i'm like but ah, all right um i think he is probably oh this is that's tough I would say that he's probably um, underrated in the sense that, you know, he could have been a Dipset member. Like, I think he could have had that kind of, 
that, that this is our Jim Jones over here. I don't know. I just and I feel like he's he a lot of times he's kind of forgotten or as a, some kind of side gimmick to what Fifty and them were doing um, at the time. But as far as super fan rap goes, is what I would put him in that basket. I, I think he's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, it's hard to even say how he's rated. Like, right? Is anybody uh, rating him? Yeah, is anybody? Yeah, like, is he is he even to be rated at this point? I think he, he's a celebrity at this point. Right. He's not really like a rapper, a rapper, but he has like two good albums. Right. Yeah. I re- don't I ask gonna... me what the second one would be. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> it might uh, it might be Doctor's Advocate. I uh, I like around that time I was getting a uh, weed from this dude from Santa Clara, and he was super into the game. So every time I was over there, we'd smoke, and it'd be on. And yeah. that's kind of my experience with it. I mean. I think dude has a good voice. Um, I'm not into the music. Doesn't really speak to me. I know he had that big album and big singles, um, but yeah, man, no game for me. Yeah, overrated. You're going, you're going overrated. Way overrated. Yeah, oh. I am too. Okay. I, I'm going overrated as well. It's like he seems to be like a chameleon, which like we used to have a different term for that, but I'm not quite ready to break out here, but like he, he's like, he's just doing other people's stuff. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like who's he? Who's, yeah. who's he's the game, right? He's Sometimes the, he's it, it, the very is it a essence concept? of the game itself. Is it, but is that really, con- and I had this argument with this kid, is that his concept? Like I am all styles of the game? I don't, right. I don't think that really is a thing, but you know, <laughs> I, I think he's, he's huge because he came along right at the tail end of when you, records still sold. Yep. And he's like, kind of like, you know, in a, you know, in a non-trap way, he's like the last rap star. He's yeah. like okay. the last guy who got huge out of LA. That's we're not talking about Greedo or Perico or any of the like underground legend dudes. Like this guy's in Rolling Stone. Totally. Right? He's, totally. he's like he's white people famous. You know Plat- what I mean? Yeah. Platinum. Yeah. Um, he's on so, TRL. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I I can think of like two songs. They're all from his first album. Uh, Bay Area Radio never really messed with the game. Like I think mm-hmm. if you, it's like when you go to LA and like. I think Dave mentioned this before. You turn on the radio and they're like, they're playing the new Mac 10 single. <laughs> it, it's like, it's now. Right. And you're like, wow, that's right. weird, man. Yeah. And maybe we have our own version of that up here. But like, oh, yeah, the, the game has just never moved me. Like um, he got Dre beats and I, Damon, can you give us like a two minute version of what actually happened with the G unit stuff? Like, do you know? No, I, I know that uh, he was part of that Dr. Dre pyramid scheme. Um, and it seemed like they were trying to slot him with 50. Their first, like the first song they did together was, was huge. Um, I don't understand like what happened after that. There was some ridiculous falling out, whatever, but I will. Do you not, right? Like he did this whole movement of GU not. uh, That sounds like a joke I would make. That's terrible. (laughs) Bad comedian. He's not buff. Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't I don't know exactly how that all fell apart. I just I guess maybe I'm astonished that he could still be uh brought up because in terms of like rapping rapping, 50's not really doing much of anything right now. Uh right, right. whereas the game was imitating He's like a mogul, right? He's got TV yeah. shows, he's got But he's not He's yeah. <laughs> he's not rapping rapping though, right? Like if he's if it's featuring Fifty Cent, which he was on a Griselda track, and I was like, if you don't right. put this dude in the retirement home, like <laughs> he was just talking, right? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so Game still has a little bit. He was uh, you know, he was 
as recently as last year was like doing stuff. So I don't know. That's very interesting. We uh, we will appreciate your feedback on that one because uh, I'm, I'm I'm not strong either way. I'm yeah. I'm gonna hold on to underrated just to be the West Coast homer that I've been <laughs> for the past five weeks. It's a theme. Um, all right. So this one kind of staying on on this side of the country. Overrated, underrated. I would like to bring to the fore uh, a rapper that was suggested suggested to us by the good folks at uh, at Weird Rap. Um, and that is Sir Mix-a-Lot. Mm. Overrated, underrated. Um, he sold a shit ton of records going back to the kind of when you could sell a lot of records. Uh, Baby Got Back is probably, you know, the, the one song that if you were walking down the street and you mentioned Sir Mix-a-Lot, somebody would know what that is. My mom's favorite song. Of course. Um, my, mom, my mom loves Baby Got Back and Shoop. <laughs> <laughs> those are her those are her rap songs. That sounds about right. I mean yeah. that's that's pretty good. There's a, there's a nineties mix in there. When I hear the Anaconda part, I hear my mom saying it, which I don't know what that oh, says about me, but oh, it's terrible oh. for everyone involved. Uh even Nicki Minaj. Um so, <laughs> so Sir Mix a lot um had huge hits, but those of us um on the West Coast that actually have family in Seattle, um he was a big, big deal a long time before that uh, in terms of West Coast. Yeah, he's like their rap. E-40, right? He was like the yeah. representative for the whole area. And he was pre like E-40. He, was, he already had traction in the industry. Uh, we're talking pre-40. Wow. <laughs> I had to. Sorry. Dave, is, Dave is out here. Um, the Sonics were really super. <laughs> ouch. 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 Uh, my posse on Broadway. Um, Love that one. Square, yeah, that's square, huge. Square yeah. dance rap. There's I mean, just less, but I like it. <laughs> you don't like when he says cotton picker and he's rapping in, a, in an auctioneer voice. Which, which the baby reprised that cadence on a song like Little Baby, not Dub Baby. Little Baby reprised that cadence on a song two years ago, which I thought was hilarious. Um, wow. But he had songs. He had this huge hits, and again. Is it because he's from just a non kind of, well, I mean, I don't know. Is Seattle a non-rap city? I mean, they have, they have Grammy award-winning rappers that come from that city. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I'm going to go overall in the pantheon of hip hop, considering what he's done and the hits that he's had, that he's a, a little bit underrated. I would it's agree like, as well. It, it's like, Baby Got Back is overrated and everything else is wildly underrated, underrated. right? Like okay, he, right, he's, right. Become, he's become a, he's essentially thought of as a one hit wonder, but he's Which not a insane. one hit wonder. Yeah, yeah. Right, insane. right. Yeah. Uh, Those albums were pretty solid. I mean, like My Posse was on Broadway. I, big fan of that track. And, um, you know, um, he's funny. He, he's yeah. a funny rapper. You know, who doesn't know his white friend, Larry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, Real estate investor. <laughs> right. Makes a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> responsible for gentrification in seattle that's 40 was telling you not 40 uh sir mix a lot the 40 of seattle yeah it's funny he has one of those like uh like fred fred flintstone and barney rubble rap names okay like, sir, <laughs> sir mix a lot like, is that part right, of it that though got, that got is that caught part up of it? in the kind of like, yeah people it, are like doing this with their hand and right making sounds and stuff okay. like, well okay. i mean he comes off so novelty even down to his name you can't be a sir blank a lot of anything and be taken seriously right yeah. He, yeah. he just like he that was the grand opening grand closing for that construction <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> but i love the album cuts i love the production on his albums you know it just sucks that dude had the most novelty song of all time 
you know, yeah. and everything else. And of course, it's the hugest thing in the world. Like Totally. Still talking well, about it to this day. You cannot talk about him without talking about that. But, but I will say this. Pre-Lizzo, pre-any kind of body positivity, anything, uh, Baby Got Back, kind of maybe overrated and cheesy as a song, but as a, as a cultural seed, nobody is spelling thick with three C's if it wasn't for Baby Got Back. Like, as Very far as... positive. Yeah. In his own way. Like, women, I know that's, that's terribly objectifying in some ways of that song. But um, this whole conversation about different types of body types and this whole idea of, like, um, hip-hop not being built around a skinny white woman was codified in baby got back like he he gave early name like very, very early. early yeah super early mm-hmm. um so uh anacondas and hondas uh, <laughs> jane fonda jane fonda uh, <laughs> so we're all going underrated on that yeah I, I, I do think he's quite underrated i actually want to go back and listen to some stuff he had an interesting career too because he was like independent dude and that's what i love so much about the west coast is like you have to like when you talk about too short you have to talk about the 75 girls era and the right. drive era right. it's right. like pretty different like that's basically a different guy you right. know what i mean like right. the core tenets are the same but it's a, it's a totally different sound and sir mix a lot the the deaf american era or whatever it's like right. it's it's just it's it's not as raw and it's not as like 8080 but that doesn't mean it's not raw or 8080 you know what At i mean mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah no swas his first record um is, is really really that fun so good yeah 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 it's got my hoopties on it uh right, he, right, he mentions right. he mentions san jose which as a as a youngster uh really made a big difference in my yep. life uh, collect felt, those little references felt seen one day we're going to do a mini segment about all five of the major san jose references <laughs> um, we're going to parse through them because i looked at san jose's music wikipedia page the other day oof oof What'd you do with the other 23 hours and uh, 58 <laughs> minutes of the day? It, it cried into my hands. <laughs> that was pretty tough. Uh, so we'll, we'll dive into that on a, on a future episode of Dad Bod Rap Pod. But on this hot-ass summer edition of the pod, we have uh, another dope guest lined up for you guys. A person who I kind of can't believe has not been on the program uh, thus far, that we're this far into uh, our run here. We haven't talked to... Um, that would be Tajay from Souls of Mischief. Uh, we look forward to chopping it up with him on the other side of the break. Dad Blah Rap Pod. Dad Bod Rap Pod back once again, another dope interview. Um, in our eternal mission to get every member of Hieroglyphics on the show, uh, we are very pleased and privileged to have on the line Tajay from the Mighty Souls of Mischief. How's it going, man? Peace, man. Chilling, chilling. Yeah, you you in AC right now, or, or <laughs> what's the situation? Yeah, yeah. We're coming back from a Joshua Tree, so I'm, I'm chilling. Ooh, okay. So, it's a, okay. a lot cooler out there, though, than, than where I am now. Man, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild out here. Uh, still not hot enough to burn off the Rona. Don't believe it. Um, so 
So we are obviously huge fans of, of, of your work, of the work of hieroglyphics. Um, can you give us just a kind of the start? Can you just give us a little bit of insight as like, when did you first connect with the, the, the crew? Like, when did you first start interacting with the MCs that would eventually become Souls of Mischief and, and hieroglyphics as a, as a collective? Oh man, I've been. Uh, I, I think I had kindergarten with A plus and Casual. Oh wow! Whoa! Okay. So yeah, so around them, we all me, Casual, A plus, and, and Dale all went to Howard Elementary School. Wow! So so yeah, we've been homies since then. And then, um, as far as rapping, I started rapping with A plus in 1983. So okay, since '83 is when when we started. We were. Uh, a lot of names, uh, the Syndicate, Rhythm and Excellence, a bunch, bunch of names. And uh, when Dell kind of got bigger, he was called TDK Plus 30, and we were like the Plus 30. Uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff. So, you know, Casual's been casual a long time. I think he was just like Jam and Jay or something like that. You know, a long time ago. But then he soon became casual. He's been down a long time. Um, and so... Yeah, about since '83, I've been rapping with A Plus, and then we started sort of forming a crew after uh, Ooh Iro, probably tenth uh, grade or something like that. But I mean, we we're all friends prior to that. Right on, right on. Um, you know, can if you don't mind breaking breaking down just a little bit about of the history of around the time you guys um, started Hyro Imperium and ju and just went independent. Um, what were some of the factors that led to that? And kind of what, what did you guys learn about, you know, starting an indie record label? Oh, yeah. Well, we were on Electra, Souls of Mischief and Casual. And Extra Prolific was in the crew at the time. And then um, Dell, well, we were on Jive. And Dell was on Electra. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got dropped all around the same time, around 94. Um I guess rap was kind of changing, you know. Uh, I think the idea that uh, you could really make some pop money through rap became something that the labels were looking for. Mm. I mean, we weren't also the most compliant uh, group. So we got dropped. And um, then instead of going back to labels, because labels wanted to pick us up, uh, Domino was like, well, let's make a record. And so we started recording the high road. Uh, when it eventually became Third Eye Vision. Okay. And then once we had the record, we were just like, let's go, let's go Indian. So we found a distributor. Our first distributor, um, man, I wish I remember these names. These dudes was crooks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we made a lot of money with them, but they stole a lot of money too. I think they probably still owe us like 80 stacks or something like that. Wow. Whoa. Brown level or something like that. They, they were crooks in general. Like they had them a dummy business that they were siphoning money to and all kind of stuff. Wow. So I said, we learned that. You can't just sign with a non-reputable distributor. Mm, sign right. with somebody who really gets down. And then after a while, once we moved from there, we started uh, getting distributed by Universal. So uh, I mm. guess what we learned at the time is, hey, the, the label takes a lion's share of, of your money. And when we came out, being indie was a, a really cool thing. Like mm -hmm. we're making hand over fist money, uh, probably at least ten times what we wow. would have made on the major label. Plus, uh, we just had a lot more creative control and mm. 
ability to sort of decide on how we wanted to be perceived and what we wanted to back. And I mean, we've been indie ever since. So, I mean, yeah. basically, Dale was probably signed in '91. So from '91 to '94, we we're on major labels. From 2004 to 2020, we've been on. A, I mean, no, '94. No, nah, not '94. Maybe '96 mm-hmm. to 2020. Uh, we've been indie. So 24 years indie, three years on the label. I guess obviously is <laughs> a is a smarter choice. No. Oh. Do you find yourself still inspired to rap? Like, do you, do you think in rap verses? Do you have a notebook? Like, do you do you consider yourself to be an everyday rapper, or is running the label and living your life and be you know being a family man like part of a bigger part of your life now? Oh, man, you can ask my family. Like anything that rhymes, I'll be rhyming. So, <laughs> oh, okay. all of us are probably more rappers than anything you know i mean even you know i'm, I'm an architectural designer so i design buildings every day but this beats playing while i design the building so right you know i mean during the road i'm using the same computer as my studio so i definitely take breaks and record songs so but yeah i mean running the label was a huge part you had to find a balance strike a balance so i said it does be track or has been allowed to be tracked but as we progress and as technology changes and makes things easier, I mean, even something like a rhyme folder, like, I think I lost my last rhyme folder in January. And so now I'm all digital, like, just back, back the wraps up, you know, same way you back up. Anything else. So I, I write on my phone. Uh, I, they look fresher when you write on the paper, but I mean, I like, I just did a song with Nappy Nina, and she recorded mm. her verse. And I had my rhyme written, it was fresh too. And I can't find it because I lost it at a Home Depot. You know, I lost my rhyme. So I'm like, I'm done, oh, no. I'm done with rap folders. You know, I used to get ball skins and all, you know, like cool, yeah. nice folders. I'm done. So I probably lost as many good raps as I have recorded. Damn. <laughs> Somebody at Home Depot got oh, bars right now, though. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Probably sound like still the shocker trying to say it. Now, <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh man, that's great, Tajay. I mean, um, since I have your ear, uh, we would be remiss if we did not talk about '93 to Infinity, the track. And could you just humor us? And what 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 do you remember most about the making of that song, from your perspective, uh, the time and the music itself? Oh, I mean, we were in the studio. It was the last song I think we made for the '93 to Infinity album. Oh, wow. A plus was playing the record, and um, I think he said, "Yeah, keep this beat I just made." And then he played it to us, and we're like, "Oh, that's dope! That's going on there." And he was like, "Oh, I already, I already promised you the fact." So we had to call it uh, override, you know, like, whatever you would call that in government terms. And veto. I mean, we, we recorded it. Yeah, exactly. We kind of vetoed it. I mean, he was gracious enough. Pep was gracious enough to be like, "That's cool," you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we recorded it. And it ended up being the title track and the favorite track of the label. I mean, I guess the favorite track of everybody for a while. So <laughs> it's, it, it, it definitely was like a fluke that it came together like that. But I mean, when we recorded, we knew it. We was like, oh, this is going to be big, you know? But, oh, okay. So it, it was, was a parent. In 18-year-old brain, though, we assume big meant like, you know, like big. <laughs> more like underground hip-hop big. I mean, right. now. In twenty, you know, twenty-seven years later, yeah, that song is bigger than probably most rap songs. For, you know, as far as like remakes 
identifiability, uh, international appeal, reuse, and all that. I'm not going to say it's bigger than like can't touch this or anything like that with regard to sales, but just like that track, I think connects so many people, and I don't think that many have sort of a visceral "I hate this song" reaction that they would have <laughs> to a lot of songs that are a lot bigger. Right. So, yeah, I mean, but we knew we, we knew it would, it would be big when we made it. It's not like we were like, oh wow. I mean, we didn't know that you know, 30 years later we'd still be having viable careers, whereas like the label we're on doesn't even exist anymore. But. <laughs> <laughs> right. I will um, say it's it occupies an interesting space where the real heads claim it and normal people still know about it, and it's just it's it's so easily identifiable with the time and the place, and I think it it uh it encapsulates what was great about Bay Area music and underground hip hop at the time in a non corny way, which is is it's just a really hard needle to thread. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's an outlier in that respect. I think the only other song that really occupies a similar space is probably yeah, they reminisce over you. Okay. Mm. You know, yeah. 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 Just as far Classics. as when the beat comes on and you know, it 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 did well but it didn't do so well that people hate it. And like right. you said, underground heads and mainstream heads both Kind of like, yeah, that was my jam, you know. <laughs> Tajay, um, I I follow you on Twitter. I, I see you on there all the time, and no, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's I, my I talking. That's not really me. <laughs> <laughs> Intern here, um, but I, you know, it seems like you you still very much follow and um keep you still keep up with like the new music that's coming out. I think you you tweeted about Thirty Eight Special uh, a while back, and I'm like, that's the dude right now. Like, I love his stuff. Um, just to that point, what what else are you listening to, like, of, of new guys? Ooh, new guys, yeah. It'll be probably, ooh. Like, I like 38 Special and Benny and, and Conway and all them. Yep. Uh, I like Nappy Nina. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I should be able to rattle this off. That that new <laughs> beat rocket, Camp Low? Man, oh. that's the best record out right now. Though. Oh, really? Okay. Part two. Man, yeah, 80 incredible. Blocks from Tiffany's, um, yeah. Yeah, 80 Blocks, yeah, record. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, that record is incredible, though. Um, who else? Uh, oh, there's a guy, uh, Jamal Gasol. Okay. From yep. Buffalo. Yeah. Yep. There's a dude. Uh, I mean, he's from Niagara Falls, I think, actually. I don't know if that's, you know, my, my geography's never good. Um, I never thought we'd get to a point where rappers else? were from Dot Niagara demo, Falls. Dot demo. Yeah, I mean, that's dope, though. You know, like. You know, I'm glad that with, with all the special and all them, at least New York is, you know, at least the state is holding down, you know? And yeah, absolutely. When, when things are amiss in, in the Mecca, that means the entire, you know, if the brain has a problem, the body has a problem. Mm. I mean, that we've seen these issues arise, you know, worldwide. I mean, if, if the Mecca is not straight, the entire UMA is not straight, you know? So it's right. cool that at least somewhere near the Mecca, it's, 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 it's there's like some healing going on. Absolutely. But, uh, who else? Uh, Dot Demo, uh, Last Artful Dodger. Uh, she's hella raw, dude. Um, ooh, it's a lot of stuff. That's oh, There's so much stuff, and I, I should be. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty pretty solid list. I gotta say, like the Dot Demo is the only one I didn't know. Up and comers. Ooh. Yeah, Dot Demo is dope. I think Bronx or Uptown. It might be way uptown. I don't know. Um, okay. Oh, there's this dude named Await, A-W-A-T-E. Uh, he's out of the UK. Uh, it's just, 
there's a lot of stuff. It's hard to kind of keep up because there's so much, so much stuff, stuff. Yeah. You know, but I just try to listen to everything and stay sharp, you know, uh, keep my two step, try to stay ahead of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that the people who fall off are no longer fans of the music or they mm. take a break. And so I think we've done mm -hmm. either. And as a result, we've been able to stay like with good knees out here and not, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. not, yeah. not, not stiff. But yeah. I think it's really important to listen to new hip hop. Uh, I think the people who don't fall off, like they're mm. so caught up in, in their thing, unless you're like the savant, you know, where it's just like you do what you do and you probably don't listen to any rap at all except yourself. For the right. most part, you got to listen to the young rappers just to see where they're going. I mean, even the weak fools too and the popular mainstream dudes just to see what not to do too. And, like, I don't like using <laughs> the same word combinations too. So a lot of that, like, you know, you want to ride Niagara Falls or something and somebody else has done it. Right. You know, it's like, it, it's, you should have known that, you know? Right. Right, right. Thank you for answering that. That's perfect, man. That's 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 dope. You mentioned uh, working with Nappy Nina, which is which is great. She's a, a great new voice. Are what's what's up next for you? Like, what are what is kind of in the in the pipe for Tajay? I just finished. Nah, I'm lying. I got like two songs left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost done though. Okay. Um, a record, me and Arch the Architect. Uh, okay. We, mm -hmm. we got a record called Black Tech. And then um, I'm making like some hip house and new Jack Swing stuff with, with uh, Breaky Lou, who is Soul's Mission's DJ uh, with Architect. And, um, okay. I'm, he DJs as well as Architect with us. The record okay. is with Breaky mm. Lou. Then um, I guess that's really it, man. I want to get a new Hyrule record done. But really just finishing this Black Tech record. And then I got something called Black Hoodie Chronicles. That's like part two. That's from the Rap Noir. Okay. Um, franchise so rap noir is more you know hitchcock esque kind of gritty sin city type stuff and then uh me and the architect the black tech thing i think what i wanted to do is make the record that i wanted to make when i was 16 like um just kind of like a pitch record like a chill out g meets uh like 45 king you know okay. real um koofy rap you know what i'm saying no, okay. like <laughs> the era where you kind of had to be semi-conscious and but still street, but you kind of had to have like banging grooves like King Sun. Mm. Wow, King Sun. <laughs> Rob G, like Kim Shabazz, you know, Orange Professor. Wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah, oh, man. I, I, I'm, really, I'm really happy with it. I, I sneak off to play it. If I'm in the bathroom, I play it. But <laughs> I, I, to, I don't listen to my records once they come out, kind of, so I have to replay them while I'm making them so okay. that I can make sure that they're authentic. To, to my original video. Oh. That's dope. I, I actually never heard someone say that before. Well, oh. we, Tajay, we, we really appreciate you coming on the program, uh, sharing your time with us. We're huge fans and we just looking forward to everything coming up for you, man. Appreciate it. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. I hope that y'all are safe and I see that you're in three different places, unless you're in three corners of the same room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see that, you know, I wish I would have bought some Zoom stock before this all went down. <laughs> Man. <told> you, it's <laughs> crazy. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate y'all even having interest. Whenever, man, just reach out. Y'all have my number. If you need a semi-expert opinion. <laughs> oh, dope. All right. Oh, I appreciate you, man. Whatever. If you got to call it on Rap Life Wide or whatever. <laughs> that's dope. All Thank right. you Thank so you, much. Man. Thank you, man. Right, Peace. Be well. Peace. Oh, that's funny.
Hey. Do you like unique, experimental, and otherwise weird rap music? And do you like helping to make the world a less horrific place? Well, then you'll love the new Weird Rap Records compilation album, Interdependence. Featuring exclusive tracks from Clipping, Cool Keith, Mike Ladd, Ramel Z, Awol One, Beans, Mestizo, and many more. With all profits going to Mutual Aid Disaster Relief, a collectively operated volunteer network providing aid to victims of natural disasters, now including the COVID-19 pandemic. Check it out at weirdrap.com. Doctor what? What? Lay courtesy cuts. Word like scrap metal pushed to the pedal. Super extraordinary scientific means in my theory. All right, Dad Bod, Rap Pod, we are back. That was our interview with Tajay from Souls of Mischief. Um, super cool for him to kind of make time. He was on his way back from Joshua Tree. That's um, so cool. Uh, I, I think it's possible, and I thought this when we were talking about what we're about to talk about now, he's the smartest rapper. <laughs> he's like, his verses are always brilliant and full of all this interesting information and illusion. He's an architect. Right. He runs his own record label. He went to Stanford. Right. Like he's like goes to Joshua Tree. So he's yeah. pretty fucking yeah. smart, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Since ninety no. three. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, well, since eighty three, if, uh, if right. we're you know, his I know that was line. so cool. I yeah. wish we could have dug into that more. It's just the Sonics in the car were a little rough, but yeah, um, super cool of him to come through. I would love to like do a more structured thing at some point. He's 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 an awesome guy. And also, like, I like that he's still a fan of the culture. His comment about um, staying staying current and not letting your knees get stiff, I think, is is a is great advice uh for rappers of a particular age so it's dope to see um to see that still going yeah um yeah, i mean uh, you, i mean even if their songs have changed i mean they are still ageless you know what i mean they, mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. they're just still ferocious on the mic i mean yeah, that, that project they did with adrian young a few years ago it was souls of mischief they're yep. always going to be souls of mischief you know yep yep and to to a large degree, uh, still have it, and which is not the case for a, a lot of rappers. We we talked about this on the show of rappers who kind of can't uh, fill their old shoes anymore. And I, I think I think that's certainly the case. I haven't heard Dell in a while, but I I kind of feel like Dell's another one of those guys where if you just wake him up in the morning, he could give you forty eight brilliant bars. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like on point. Uh, I think it's interesting what he was saying, though, about staying current. And he, he probably knows a lot more rappers and their listening habits than we do. And he seemed to be implying that, like, people fall out of love with hip-hop, and that's when they fall off. Yeah. Not, not implying, like, saying. Yeah. Right. That's, there, that's there when you lost, to be some you people you could think right. of. Yeah, I, I wanted to do that to him, and I wasn't sure if it would come through. Like, so that's when they lost. 
Who? Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's. I think that's a hundred percent correct because I feel like um, we see this with rappers who kind of the more disillusioned um, cats are the ones who usually don't have it anymore. And I think if you stay a fan of the culture, it was great to hear him verbalize it. Maybe something totally. I thought, but for a person of his his pedigree and stature to state that I thought was dope. But like, yeah. it's kind of like why why are you making rap if you don't like rap? Right. You know what right. I mean? I think totally. some people just get stuck in it and feel like they have to do it or they make a make an album because that's the, you know their job. Right. right. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes you just like you, you don't hear any Oof. it's not even hunger because yeah. he's like well past the hunger part. It's like totally. you don't hear any interest. Right. 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 It's right. like it's it's love it's love of the game, right? It's it's kind of like if if you're still in love with rap, um to Q, when Q-Tip in the Beats, Rhymes, and Life documentary talks about, like, we're not athletes. Like, we could just do this forever. Like, there's no, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? There's no yeah. date of expiration. I, I saw Roy Ayers a couple years ago. He was fucking 77. Like, yeah. you know, still doing it. You know yeah, what I mean? So, killing it. Yeah. Well, so. if you're inspired, then it will translate to the yeah. audience. You know what yeah. I mean? Obviously, so. Absolutely. And we, we stay inspired on this program to talk shit about rap music. Um, <sighs> It's interesting because Tajay being kind of a my age cohort, being able to say we did a record that came out 27 years ago. And That's it's great. like, and it's still, and it still goes. I'm kind of like, I didn't get this, this end, but I'm like, it's still, is there a High Road Day without 93 Till? Is it the, the culmination of it, no right? Way. That's, that's yeah. always the peak of everything. Yeah, and um, they they end they usually ended with that song. Oh, and really? They, you okay. know, yeah. Okay. That I wanted to ask him if he felt like trapped by it, but by the way he was answering, I could tell he didn't. Right. Yeah, but right. It, it, not that the thought has never crossed his mind. Right. I mean, he, he's an, he's an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. That's just one of his successes. You sure. know what I mean? He, so, he, he let out a huge yawn before he started talking about it. <laughs> he did. That He's like, really oh, funny. the 93 till questions. Oh. Yeah, I know, I know. I, had to, <laughs> I couldn't resist. Oh, no, yeah. you, you, you have to. You have yeah, to. It's absolutely. like, you're not going to have Sir Mix-a-Lot on and not ask about Baby Got Bad. <laughs> <laughs> and not rap every verse to him? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So what did you um, do, the side bends or the sit-ups? What are we talking about here? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> We I don't take think side it. bends is a real. Uh, that sounds like a very old school nope. exercise. That's not a real thing anymore. He's is talking it? about Jane Fonda, so right. some shit on those tapes. Gotcha. Uh, you know, we'll go back and do the math. If you have information on side bends from workout tapes, hit us up at <laughs> Dad Bod Rap Pod on Twitter <laughs> at Dad Bod Rap Pod on IG. If you're doing side bends and you want to do uh, some uh, some pictures of it, I, I want to call this out here. I know this is not Dad Bod Dancehall Pod. <laughs> but, but, but as a kind of a, a skinnyish dude with a big ass belly, like this weekend's battle between Bounty Killer and Beanie Man really spoke to me in a, in a real intentional way. Um, number one, amazing. This is like the first one that I actually like kind of watched while it was nice. happening. Um, and it's a reminder, number one, that the great dancehall kings have more energy than all the rappers put together um, combined. It's like everybody's Busta Rhymes. Everybody, totally. but like Busta Rhymes <laughs> is like the starting point, right? Bounty Killer gets going and you're just like, I am about to go to straight to hell right now. This is, this is amazing and frightening. Uh, but Beanie Man's extra medium t-shirt with his belly protruding from it 
<laughs> it's already been gift and memed. It's great, uh, great cultural moment. Were they together? Yeah, it was in one thing. They don't social distance in Jamaica. No. <laughs> 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 sorry sorry that was my that's the best the best i can do guys i'm sorry no mask rhythm yeah <laughs> oh man uh so they were in the same spot which made the audio better and their interaction although not cdc approved right. uh was, they're bros though right like yes. they're like frenemies yes. uh it seemed like they're really cool and if you see i've seen other videos where the dance hall kind of legends will do that kind of like screaming trade-off thing that they were doing. Like, that's a thing. Like, that's their cypher. Like, oh, I'm going to cut you off and then push you. Right. We'll, so we'll sound all class, sing. right? Yeah, sound mm -hmm. class. We're all yeah. singing the songs together, like yeah. the ones we know. And so great energy there. Great moments in dad bod history. Um, <laughs> Bounty Killer's I, Bald Spot. I did not watch. I like, I like, like, 13 dance hall songs. I'm sure I would have been lost after like the first round. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I have no clue what was going on. But, um, <laughs> dude, I haven't. Apollo, DJ Apollo of uh, the, the Scratch Pickles yeah. has the, the penultimate dance hall mix. Yes. Uh, you should check I, it out. I'm the same. I'm the, that's yeah. my, for me, that's all the dance hall I'll ever need. And Grand if it's not on there, I don't it. know it. But if right. it's on there, I know every word. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, so uh, shout out to, to Dancehall Kings. Tonight, though, is one that is a battle that's near and dear to Nate's heart. It is 112 <laughs> versus Jagged Edge. Who you got? Who you got? And yeah. I, I think I, I actually like a 112 song, so I'm going to go 112. Same, same. It's the one, it's the track with uh, Biggie on it, right? Yeah. 112, where the players that? dwell? Yes, that Which, is, what song that is, is this? the room. I, I don't know the name of the song. It was like how little I paid attention to, uh, to R&B at this point. Um, it's their main song. What is that Jack, song Is called? Jagged Edge no diggity? No, that's Black Street. No, that's Black Street. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. We I, never it's go like I don't turn the radio, but I don't know any of the guys' names. Like, I just did not pay attention to stuff like that. Like, when that stuff was happening, I was so hip-hop. Like, I, did, I just didn't follow it. It's <laughs> like they play it at the school dance, and that's where I would get my fill of r&b and then like just yeah i don't i don't know anything about them really okay so nate has is taking the vegas pick 112 and the points um, <laughs> tonight's versus battle uh, uh they just put uncut gems on uh netflix, netflix have yes. you guys watched it yes, yes. all right loved it loved <laughs> it now that it's on netflix everyone can watch it i was gonna do the give me give me 112 when the tip off and uh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh, man. but i don't know enough about the references to I, make the joke work. I'm, uncut gems is one of the penultimate fucking degenerate gambler movies perhaps can i, can perhaps I interject the, and say i don't think you're using that word right penultimate means the one the before the last to the last the best degenerate gambler movie is Cassette. <laughs> so, so you are using it right. right. You used it before too, though, and you were saying it, something else was the penultimate, and I was like, I don't think he's using it right. But you, yeah. you're right. You're right. The, Dad the bod word pod. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Penultimate Thank you. fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the second best fighting you can watch. The first best fighting is on this program. Right For me, here, any right fight now. I got in would be my last, so there would never be a penultimate. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what friends are for, folks. Correcting your grammar. Uh, oh, you were right. You were right. I seem like a dick, and for a good reason. 
Yeah, but he'll Sorry, edit. I, I he'll edit of... it to make a. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot, folks. We're doing our best. All right. Yes. So uh, this week we are back to our segment. Uh, yeah, nah, meh, where we take an album suggested by one of the bros and we listen to it and we render our verdict. The last two weeks we've talked about Mozzie's uh, bulletproof something or other. You can obviously, <laughs> you can obviously was, see. That was your pick, sir. Yeah. We, yeah. we loved it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last, last week it was uh, Logi, correct? Yeah. Lo, uh, lo, lo and, and behold. behold. Yep. Lo and behold. This week, Dave Ma, what did we listen to and give us your verdict? Uh, this week, our pick is Focus, which is uh, Souls of Mischief's third album, which I believe was, um, it wasn't released digitally forever. It was their first um, release when they started uh, Hyrule Imperium. Imperium. Yeah. And so, um, you know, for a while, you could only get it on like weird limited wax and, and or cassettes. So I found, I actually found the cassette the other day randomly. So I was like, fuck it, we'll, we'll just listen to it and and do it and also you know as a homework assignment i was like i didn't really want to dive into brother lynch you know what i mean like let's listen to the souls album you yeah. know yeah yeah it, it, but we did not plan this to we happen this way like we we reviewed focus before we knew Tajay was on. coming right yes. yeah yes. right yeah. so having said that i'm gonna we gonna give it a yeah minus <laughs> yeah, I like how I do a rating given scale the circumstances. And, and, given and the motherfuckers circumstances. invent their own ratings, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you have three choices, but go ahead. I mean, it's it's you know, it's kind of a sunny listen, but it's uh, I the the I think it's it's more memorable than their second album, which is completely forgettable, and some of the songs were just completely, almost like offensively bad. But okay. I mean, having having said that, I mean, um, focus, I still like. I still like, I like the production on it. Um, it's just a little bit too wordy. I feel like there's, um, there's segments where it's like, how long was that hook? That was like a 16 <laughs> bar hook yeah. of just them saying the same four things. So things like that bothered me about it. I like how they had like these little, little individual sections. Um, Opio always sounds pretty good. He had some fire verses on there. And Tajay is, you know, I made, I made this um, comparison before how like Redman is always Redman, he'll always be yeah. Redman. Yeah. And Souls of Mischief sounds that way. And specifically yeah. Tajay and Opio to me. So okay, okay. It was nice to revisit, but uh, you know, I I can kind of see where this is going. So Dave Ma, for the record, <laughs> gave it. He gave it a yeah, but like a lukewarm one. Uh, Nate, sometimes you have fiery takes and opinions. What did you think? I, I did not particularly enjoy listening to this. I had heard it when it came out, and I saw them live a ton at this time. Um, and when I'm looking at um, the, the Discogs page for it, it looks like a bootleg Boat record. Like it's like there, it's like the no, it's like it looks like they bootlegged themselves, which in a way they kind of did by starting Genius. their own their own label. Genius. Um, I will say the the highlight for me is that they frame the whole album around these Ken Nordeen vocal samples. I love Ken Nordeen and like the idea of word jazz. So like all those weird slow gloopy um, interludes are you know. Ken Nordeen samples so that that like rings my record collecting bell um and I really like Tajay's basically solo track pay dues that starts mm -hmm. this off this I was like damn one, this yeah. is fire like totally, yeah, totally these verses are so good they're just jam-packed with information like is this how this is gonna be know, and then it's kind of not like right, right. um it hmm. sounds like similar to the beats rhymes in life uh 
style album where it's like they they are still good at making music but they're getting a little sick of each other so they're in their separate corners corners doing it and so it's like it's more like solo songs from each of the guys than it is like a group album at times and it's just not as fun for me like the the one Mm -hmm. of the great things about the great work of souls of mischief is how they play off of each other not quite like a beastie boys cut up method kind of thing it's just like they they riff on each other's things and that Mm -hmm. requires a lot of communication and a lot of like time spent and this just doesn't have that it's lacking that and i also found the beats to be somewhat one note like Mm -hmm. one idea it's like Mm -hmm. here's the beat click now it's going for until the song's (laughs) over like there's no switch ups there's no chops like it's just like there's just not a lot going on um and i have to say at the end when casual comes in he is so welcome he's just so swaggy dude like it's just like his like I, I was having I listened to this while I was riding my bike around my neighborhood yesterday because there's like no cars and it's awesome time to ride bikes. So I was having a good time. It was a lovely day and I wanted to like it a lot. And I liked the Shift the Sands track and I liked the casual track and I liked the Tajay solo track, Pay Dues. But overall, I would have to give it a meh. You're gonna go meh. Okay. Okay. Um I'm glad you mentioned the this whole idea of, of them doing these solo tracks on it because the track listing will say Souls of Mischief featuring OPO. That's how it's uh, <laughs> right. on, that, like when they uploaded it to streaming, yeah. they definitely yeah. noted whose song it is. Whose songs was they interesting. are. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. I actually me have the, featuring me. <laughs> I actually have the <laughs> tape and um, they do that on the cassette too. Oh, there you go. So, so that was intentional from the start. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, a tidbit. Yeah, I... I uh, vaguely remember this record. I think because it was kind of hard to get after a while. And, and for me, you know, my Soldier Mischief fandom probably had crested a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't listen to this record a lot. So it was cool to like, okay, this is what they were on in 98. And I kind of, that's what I went into it with. It's kind of like, okay, 1998, this is what Soldier Mischief were on. They're like three years removed from their you know, their biggest hit and the record we all know and love them for. Uh, and like Nate, I really like Pay Dues. Um, where the record kind of slows down for me, and again, I'll echo Nate here, is the production. Um, it seems kind of caught in between trying to do something that sounds kind of Bay Area, like slightly mobby, but also incorporating samples in a particular way. And I don't think it did a great job of either of those. The couple of tracks where it's like more of a straightforward kind of here's the sample loop and kind of have, I want to even just say more East Coasty feel felt better to me. Um, they obviously can all wrap their asses off. Like there's no, there's no sign of a drop off. Um, it's one of those records where I go, this is, probably why they have executive producers and people to come in and say yes this track no not that track it feels like it feels like they did some songs put the songs together put the songs out it doesn't kind of have an album feel so i'm gonna go with a meh but it is making me want to go and listen to uh, Soul's second album, which Dave just trashed here, um, <laughs> which very well could not be good. That was their last Jive record right before uh, they got dropped. And, um, and I'm trying to, my foggy memory, I'm trying to remember how I felt about that record. So meh on this, but it may make me go back and, and check out the second one. 
this like leads me to like something that I've been wanting to talk about. And I can't, I think I've alluded to this, but I haven't really said it yet on the show. Like, I think I always wanted to be seen as someone who had like refined taste. So there's like a ton of things I just never listened to. I was like, basically like, let's say, let's go with Tribe's second album, No Man's Land. I'm looking at the, I, I know I've heard Rocket like that because it's the single and had the 12 you inch. Mean souls? You mean Souls? Souls. Yes. Thank you guys. And I'm like, I don't think I ever listened to this because I think I looked at the cover and I was like, this is no 93 till infinity. <laughs> and I just didn't listen to it. And I was like, I'm, I'm sure I'm right. Um, and I can listen to it now with, with new ears, but it's like, it's, it's like, I, I saved all this stuff for myself. Like I, I was like, I don't have time for that. I'm keeping up with what's new. Sure. This doesn't look that good. It's not going to be as good as their best work. And like, it's kind of a weird privileged position to be like, I only listen to the finest souls of mischiefs. You know what I mean? It's like, again, to talk about Dave Chappelle, he's like, when he's Diddy, he's like, only the finest Cambodian breast milks. Like, it's like, there's probably some very delicious Cambodian breast milks. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like I had, I just didn't really give it my time because I wanted to be this discerning rap fan who knew the best shit. But yeah. like to get to really know the best shit, you have to listen to everything. Right. And I, I, right. I just didn't for a time. Like you, you, I would have had to buy this for seventeen dollars. Oh, that's the other seventeen dollars yeah, yeah, was like totally. a lot of money. Yeah, and like have part. a CD that like you know I was never the biggest CD guy, so yeah. it's just I, it's it's weird revisiting the past through the current lens because there's huge gaps in my knowledge, but I don't feel like I missed that much because I trust my old sense of discernment and and also have yeah no nobody's rushing and going have you heard no man's land you know it's not it's right. not as if there was some revivalist thing behind it to make you go because that happens sometimes too totally I think, totally you know others will be like we slept on this but i feel like souls of mischief uh, and hyro in general their business model and their approach to how they sold the music for a time was a bigger deal than the music itself you know what I mean? Like there are, the way they did it mattered more than what they did. Um, if you see them live, they're, they're dope. They're super dope live. I mean, I think mm -hmm. high row across the board, but I, I want to check out no man's land because I love to go and I didn't get to ask Tajay this and be like, I wonder what label pressures made y'all record this or who are you fighting with? Who'd you have to fight with to get this song on the album? And like, just trying to go back into that. They mm -hmm. had come off of, mm -hmm. of having, you know, an underground hit, so to speak, and having to go back in the studio and make another major label album. Um, right. And then for Jive to be like, we don't care at all. Like, this is mm -hmm. completely, you know. So I want to go back for that, that kind of sense of it. But uh, to Nate's point, I maybe ran that one time you know, one or two times. I, I, I definitely didn't listen to it too tough. I was a much bigger fan of the Hyro album releases. Mm. That's what kind of brought me back into the fold of like... Totally, yeah. It was a big deal. And to hear Tajay tell it, it was a really smart decision for them to do that. And they kind of like, they inspired the initial wave of underground hip hop and then they cashed in on the yeah. sound of underground mm. totally. hip hop, which like, I'm so happy to hear. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the Very great few people played it that well. Like most of the people we've talked to, like um, kind of like your your gifted gabs and your or gift of gabs and your uh, your other underground kind of guys that we were really into. They they caught that wave and just pressed up some twelve inches and became a part of it right then. They didn't have the precursor right. stuff that was known. Right. Um, they were probably right. rhyming at school or whatever, but they weren't like 
professional rappers previously. Mm-hmm. They came into the game during the underground movement. So it's, it's interesting to have the perspective of both. Yeah, and, 100%. And I feel like um, also another question I didn't get to ask because my guy was in the car, but uh, their place, Hieroglyphics Place in Bay Area music lore, you know, um, mm-hmm. there's no other crew that has a day that has a municipal right. day. Although I had a friend who, worked, who went to work for the city of Vallejo and I swear to God, I took her out to coffee and I lobbied for it in Earl Stevens Boulevard in, <laughs> in Vallejo. Nice. And she was like, okay, Damone, you're kind of freaking me out right now. Yeah. But, I think uh, that'll happen someday. I think like- It should. Yeah. Totally, totally. I'm surprised it hasn't. Why not? Um, anyway. Uh, though I'm against naming things again for people who are still alive. Okay. Okay. Just, we have this, in my day job, we have the discussion about naming things quite a bit. And I'm like- it's just there's a lot of people whose past is already the past okay. that we could name something after kind of sure. for like me too ish reasons like sure. i just don't think we should be naming anything after anyone who's still alive like they still have time to ruin it oh oh i see where you're mm. going with that i see where you're you know going what with i mean that. yeah like we so, don't know these people yeah doja cat boulevard would be <laughs> exactly terrible right now. exactly yeah. right after the bitch i'm a cow video we would <laughs> yeah. have thought that was a good idea now yeah. we know we would have had to be changing all the road signs Oh man! Yeah, I, I I believe in giving you your flowers, though. I mean, it, it, you could have given Muhammad Ali a boulevard before he passed. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. He's a pretty good person, and that's a good example that counteracts kind of what I'm saying. But but yeah. I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if, I'm if, certainly if, not gonna posit Ra- that he would not be deserving. Totally, of it. totally. But or you know, if I don't know, if if Rakim got something special, I, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, Rakim Boulevard, Mike Fane Boulevard. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Um, Nate's I don't know. Going no Rakim Boulevard. Okay. Okay. This is, <laughs> Nate this is, is against Rakim Boulevard. This, this is at Dad Bod Rap Pod. This is gossipy, <laughs> but Rakim's recent public appearances have made it seem like he had a very hard time for a period of time. Look, I'm holding. Do you think that he acted nobly that Absolutely. entire time? Absolutely. He acted with, comported himself very well. Well, we, um, we name things to people, uh, to their accomplishments, not, not because of who they are as people. So um, that's a very interesting take on it. I mean, that's what we've been doing, yeah. uh, supposedly. Think, tell, tell that yeah. to the Bill Cosby building at Temple University. <laughs> I know, I know. He was yeah. the pinnacle... Totally. God, he's the exact guy why you don't name anything after anyone who's still alive. <laughs> but even if you name it after they're dead, like there's still folks who are, you know, there's Robert E. Lee statues all across yeah, the fucking country. Right. So it, it depends. I'm with Dave. I'm going to petition for Rakim Boulevard <laughs> along with, uh, I want Magazine Street renamed Earl St- Stevens Boulevard. This is my platform. Vote to 2020. Uh, Dad bod rap pod, if you enjoy our argument, which has a, a like a do the right thing kind of thing today, because we're all hella hot and shit. It is like, quite yeah. warm today. Brought <laughs> yes. out the grammar Nazi yeah. in me. Exactly. <laughs> Ficky Ficky. No, but I, I totally thought the same thing from the discussion right. of how the thing the talk was going. Yeah. But y'all Thank both you, was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I make money off of words sometimes. Um, <laughs> so this has been a very uh, interesting episode. I believe that this is the second hottest episode um, since the infamous ant interview yes, uh, in, yes. in the old game room where it's about 174. But we're, uh, we're coping with it. Um, Nate's got his shirt open, chest hairs are flowing. 
Um, rocking well. Rocking well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sweating the technique, literally. Uh, nice. We are the Dad Bod Rap Pod. You can check us out or interact with us on social media at Dad Bod Rap Pod on Twitter. Suggest uh, some overrated, underrated folks for us to review. Suggest maybe records that we should listen to, which are not yours. Uh, on IG, we are at Dad Bod Rap Pod. Before we go, I want to give a shout out to uh, Deuce Ellis and Camouflage Monk, whose beats we're using for this week's show. Like, I I got serviced these from someone they work with, and I, I think these beats are fucking dope. This is my favorite beat thing that's come out in quite a while. The batch that you that you got. Yeah, oh, dope, I'm like dope. I'm like super into this week's beats, and like appreciate them. Thank you, Jordan, for letting us use them, and like. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. Like it's hard to be moved by an instrumental thing these days. And I was like, these are sick, dude. Like okay. I was just like, this is like exactly what we're looking. For. They're better than podcast music, but they also make good podcast music. Mm. There basically, you go. what I'm trying to say. There you go. So, uh, and it's it's on Spotify, or was that a private link? There, for us? There's an EP version of it, but the full length will be out when you guys hear this tomorrow, the okay. 29th. Okay. Okay. Dope. No, actually, I was a. Uh, I've been rocking with those beats as well a yeah, good kind of, like a good kind of like takeaway edible stony, and kind of yeah like, but still anchored in like a programming sensibility that i think is is very well done and uh i like stony with percussion like i like i like when uh we're pulling off beats with beats again um so <laughs> these definitely fit that bill shout out to uh folks for sending us those we've been getting a lot of beats lately and uh if they make it through the nate filter Maybe they make it on the show. <laughs> Dave and I have no input, so please at Nate J LeBlanc. No. <laughs> uh, if you have issues of why you got John Blaze shit and he's not, <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're out here on all the the fly platforms that you get all your podcast content from. Uh, number twenty seven music podcast uh, in Norway in Norway, <laughs> but not but not number twenty seven in Norway. Number twenty seven music interview podcast in Norway. There's like 26 IKEA joints going up before us. That, that's that's not Norwegian. Um, it's like a, when you write an article, never read the comments, and when you make a podcast, never look at the chart data. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it can only hurt you. Um, I am buoyed by knowing we're top 50 Norway. So shout out to Norway <laughs> for fucking with us. Uh, we're trying to crack the top 200 in America, but we appreciate you guys for fucking with us on a weekly basis every Thursday new episodes, more interviews, more arguing, more grammatical Nazism. It is the Dad Bod Rap Pod.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 